Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Record. Good morning, video games. Welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo, and with me, as always... It's Ben Vanell here, Tommy, uh, calling in, doing a remote report from quarantine. We're all stuck in separate locations this week for a very sickly episode of Filthy Casuals. Rounding out the trio, it's another man I'm who I would describe <laughs> as fully sick. I'm perfectly healthy, but I can kickflip. <laughs> I am absolutely <laughs> fine, but you two, you're feeling scratchy, Ben. Tom is yeah. full on sick. And I'm full blown. Yeah. yeah, you sound full blown too. Your voices has changed. Mm. Yeah, that's Finally, that, yeah. a little, but, a couple of pitches deeper. <laughs> <laughs> this postcard, well, this podcast is hosted by a butch woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone will be wow. thinking this time. Really kicking him while he's down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Fight since back. <laughs> Especially since I have a strong suspicion that I caught this from one, if not both of you, last week when we recorded. Yes, when yeah. we shared when we shared one glass that we all drank from mm. and then spat back into and then drank from again. Yeah. When we did our <laughs> yeah. classic like friends promo shot milkshake <laughs> drinking. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> all drinking like um, little pigs out of the one trough. But yeah, it, I don't. We none of us. Well, I definitely don't. I'm fine. But you don't think it's a Corona boy, but. Literally, our government and doctors and shit are telling us, like, hey, maybe f- fucking hang back for a couple weeks. So, since yep. we had the opportunity to do that and record this through the power of technology, well, you know, fuck off. We did yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go to my GP tomorrow. Um, and I had to, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's even though you feel like you're doing the right, responsible thing, because this weekend I'm meant to be going interstate and doing a bunch of shows and stuff. So, mm. it's like, well. I, I sh- uh, you know, I got to work out what's going on because I don't want to be on a plane and make other people sick if that's what it is. Yeah. But I just felt, I did feel kind of like a hysterical boomer having to call up my <laughs> GP and make the appointment, like going, "Hey, can she see me tomorrow?" And the receptionist is like, "What's it about?" And I'm <laughs> like, "Ah, uh, it's a, you know, it's about the thing." And she's like, "What are the <laughs> symptoms?" And I'm like. Uh, it's probably not it. You know what? Actually, I feel fine. Don't worry about it. It's just so <laughs> embarrassing to have to make that call. I'm sure and the yeah. cancer's just back. It's fine. <laughs> like, don't worry yeah. about me. And then she gets on the phone and is like, so what's going on? And I'm like, they, look, these are the symptoms. I don't have any of the respiratory stuff. Da-da-da. Mm. And she's like, look, come in tomorrow. We'll take a look at you and we'll tell you you're fine. And I'm like, I don't... <laughs> Don't like. I'm happy to not come in. I'm just. Isn't this what you're meant to do? Yeah, Get on yeah. the phone and check. Absolutely. I don't know, but you know, because there is like a hotline for it, mm. but it's crashed. Like no one can get through. Like yeah, I, I just truly for 24 hours have been like, I don't know what I'm meant to do. Oh, completely. I I, I, there's heaps of people at work who are walking around with colds, and it's like, 
Yeah, sure. Like most of the time you go to your work and if you've got a cold, you don't take a day off. That's kind yeah. of, you know, taking a sickie for that is, is kind of shitty. But it's the fuck, world we live like, in. there's a, a global pandemic on. Maybe stay home, dude. Yeah. Well. Yeah, when you, when you, yeah, when you think about the fact that, yeah, for me, like I have to fly to uh, two separate cities this weekend to do shows and just the idea of like podcaster infects hundreds <laughs> of people. <laughs> Fuck. I, yeah. But then like on the news broadcasts about it, when you're patient zero, they'd all be asking like, so what's a podcast? Still <laughs> 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 the exact same <laughs> question. <laughs> Ironically, killing off all the elderly with coronavirus gets rid of the people who haven't heard of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One it's step closer to creating that utopian society <laughs> that I'd like to live in. Yes. <laughs> I do feel the same that it feels weird to like take proper precautions, but I guess mm. it makes you realize mm. how fucking disrespectful we are towards others when we're regular sick that you just right. walk yeah. around fucking coughing on everybody. Like every if you have the opportunity and I understand that casual workers can't do this, but it's not the fault of it's not their fault. Like casual work is an issue for that reason. Mm. Mm. Like there should be yes, a, a yes. way for everybody to not infect others with sickness and it's a weird clash of like just a, a virus popping up and but then it fucks with every single one of our methods of production and distribution mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. our workplace sure. culture and every issue that we have with our society is brought to the fore when something like this happens. So I think it's kind of uh, cool. Hopefully it tears that all down. I um <laughs> well it's funny even like in the in the last week like mm. so a week ago we did the show and you guys were a little sick mm. and it's like all right yeah you know life goes on bit sniffly but what are you going to do mm. to then you know a week later when this idea of this pandemic has really gripped the news and everything and mm. you know just the difference in in a week's time me going well I kind of have to give them the heads up that I'm sick and let them decide what they want to do that, yeah. that whereas you know what I mean like last week you guys turned up and I was like yeah cool what are you gonna do you know mm, yeah. like yeah last week it was it, uh, like I'm, I'm I'm washing my hands you know t- twice as long as usual this week it's like if I notice someone come out of the bathrooms and I don't think they've washed their hands I'm like giving them an angry glare like it's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gripped by paranoia but I mean, yeah. every everyone will the the, I, the whole thing with it, right? Is that like pretty much everyone is gonna get it? So mm. it's about mm. minimizing the impact on our healthcare systems and that sort of shit. Yep. Um, yep. And the vulnerable, so, obviously, trying not to. Yeah. Yeah. If we can. I mean, I do feel me clogging up my GP for half an hour tomorrow because I just haven't taken care of myself like i haven't had enough veggies and as a result i've gotten a little <laughs> bit a of cold. the sniffles <laughs> yeah uh, yeah just do but it's really put me on my ass like yeah. um yeah. the cunt I, who's I like i truly in, feel horrific if you were in like one of the world war one trenches one of the sick bays there everyone's been shot and their legs blown off and stuff and you're like oh i dropped a box on my foot when we were moving <laughs> to come here like I, i'm sorry i need help but like this sucks that i'm here <laughs> yeah hey do you guys feel a little bit like because for me, mm. I'm in my apartment and I'm sitting in the exact same pose and everything I would be <laughs> in if, if you were to be here recording. It sort of feels like a bit fight club. Like what if this is just – what if you two are figments of my imagination and this is what it actually looks like to an outside eye every week that we do the show? <laughs> I'm genuinely sitting in like the corner of my room looking at the corner because I <laughs> – 
It's the least. <laughs> You're in powered down least. mode. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to use all my brain power to focus on this, so I don't want any other distractions. Yes. See, yes, I've yes. got. I'm having just like I'm going into like uh, what's it called like muscle memory where like when I can hear you talking in my ear, I'm looking at the part of the room where you would normally be sitting. <laughs> Man, that's maybe you do have something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sta- I'm standing, I'm squatting, I'm squatting on top of my bed. I'm I'm fully <laughs> naked and I've got all the blinds up. Um, right. So my neighbours will not have noticed anything different uh, from my usual <laughs> yep, <laughs> lifestyle. Yep. This time I'm just uh, got chim- a microphone. Chimpanzee boy has come home. Good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's sitting confused on his bed, not quite sure what it is, but he knows that it's soft and that's fe- that feels good. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, in in further coronavirus yeah. news, I guess this probably by the time this goes up, this will be confirmed, mm-hmm. fully confirmed. You would think that's the speculation the that, that I'm reading. Yeah, yeah. So today, so we're recording this Wednesday evening, uh, Australian time, and uh, as of about midday today, a whole bunch of sources claiming that uh, the cancellation of E3 for this year is imminent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the I think Devolver was like the first company to right. they just they just went rogue and tweeted like hey um, don't don't book a flight if you haven't already if you yeah, if you're planning can, on coming can, like, cancel get your refunds e3, cancel your E3 flights and hotels y'all was the yeah. was the exact <laughs> phrasing yeah them being like one of the people one of the companies that that holds a press conference every mm. well for the last few years so yeah yeah. They would yep. know. It seems as though E three has gone through the process of contacting people who need to know first, and yep. it's right. just we're awaiting like a public announcement from them. But so many journalists have said multiple, multiple sources have confirmed this. It's not happening this year, and it's mm-hmm. no surprise at all, really. At this, no, point. none at all. No, yeah, but it is weird that the news has been floating around out there for about six hours at this point, and I don't know. Maybe this is more to do with the time difference and anything than anything else. That they haven't just like jumped in and gone. Oh yeah, okay. Well, if it's if the news is out there, then yes, it's yeah, cancelled. So, so they're in so, such a um, precarious business position as well, though. Like E three already is yeah. in such a fucked state that they need to well, be yeah. so the, careful with how they come at this. The ESA, that's the company we talked about um, a couple of months ago. That had that sort of expose piece written about them, which was really really interesting. Um, they're the organisation in charge of this. They're apparently the reports are that they are preparing a statement and you're right Knox like they have to prepare this statement like their careers depend on it which they probably do yeah uh, like already Sony was out of E3 mm-hmm. indefinitely yep. this puts such yep. a question mark over so many other people returning next year when like this was kind of going to be their make or break year in a lot of ways anyway and yeah. to delay that by a whole another year really will have give people a lot more time to make other plans and figure out other options for right. how they break this sort of news that they normally break there. I've seen a lot of speculation that this probably means that this is it for E3, like mm. plenty of companies that would have been showing up. Because, you know, the public, the gaming public, like around the world, I don't think it'll make any difference to us. Like those trailers and that marketing has to happen. It'll just probably all still go out at the same Roughly the same time as it would have. Yeah. And probably the end result is plenty of companies walk away from it and go, oh, we actually didn't need to be there at all. Like, yeah, this sure. was this so is much Microsoft's, easier and cheaper. Yeah, Microsoft is probably the big one that sort of has, I guess, yeah, ma- given a reason for people to pay attention to E3 still. And 
if, mm. if they're missing their their console launch year, then next year Microsoft just go, ah, we'll you know rent out our own theater to put on a press well, they, conference. We yeah. don't need to do this. They own their own theater across the road from E3. Right. That theater that they right. do it from, they Microsoft fully owns and chances are they will still do their own thing from there i guess they own the space or they'll yeah. just say hey look in the interest of not getting everyone in the one place we'll just do a live stream but um yeah it, it so it won't yeah i think you're right tommy change things for us too significantly but i wouldn't mm. be surprised at all if with all this stuff going on both the ps5 and the xbox uh series x fell back a little bit if they didn't yeah. end up launching this year because I mean, yeah, good point. Yeah, there's certainly the, it could be issues with supply of parts. You know, that's the big thing that's impacting other industries is parts made in China have experienced mm. significant delays. Uh, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, uh, it's already happening, and it's uh, it's not been as long as this will go for. So, like, mm. uh, it the way that they've been sort of. Sony especially spinning their wheels about this. It hasn't seemed like they're totally ready to go anyway to me. So uh, Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was just I, looking at an article that was sort of, yeah, reflecting on the fact that I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a Polygon article. Uh, the headline, Sony's silence on PS5 has done wonders for the next-gen Xbox. I think that's pretty pretty fair. I think that's a great, yeah, summary of the situation. Xbox is well ahead. It's it's controlled the media landscape for the past six months at least. And now yep. Sony's going to get hit by a fucking, yeah, global pandemic. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty crazy. But also I think people, are, I would be so up for the idea of people as much as possible being able to push a bit of a pause button here and dealing with this sort of thing because like mm. you know it, it, it it's fine if we have to wait a bit treat people's health as the primary uh priority yeah if it's at all possible but you know the, the way that our cultures are, or our societies are set up to have so many people who will be in huge trouble if they can't keep going with their week-to-week work their mm-hmm. day-to-day work that they live off of like uh, a lot of people will be in a lot of trouble if they're unable to um, keep going the way they can. A lot of people won't be able to get medicine that they need yeah. in a timely fashion because all the production of that stuff is going to be altered. It's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, podcasts the, um, will have a slightly <laughs> awkward, stilted thing as all three hosts are in a different room yeah. from each other. They keep but talking let it all over crumble each other a little bit more than yeah. <laughs> but it, that. <laughs> Yeah, well, whatever. Let it burn. Communism should rise up after this. Yeah. Instead of being sick, we'll be hammering sick. <laughs> I, you're the yeah. only one that's. You're the only one of us that's fully healthy, and you've got the worst attitude about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very true, but also, it, it can it can go further down. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, I, I saw an article earlier that was sort of saying the kind of reporting on the um, uh, the you know rumored uh, cancellation of E three as sort of saying, oh yeah, amidst all of this other stuff and now coronavirus, like kind of not really putting the blame solely at coronavirus. So you know what right. I mean? Sort of seeming right. to suggest like. They were already teetering. It was probably a big chance of happening, you know, 75% of the way anyway. And then this Mm. is just like the nail of the coffin. And you have to wonder, like, if it was still, you know, pumping along, like, 
if you know if all of the big companies still did their press conferences live there and it still did have that stronghold like whether they would be cancelling it this far out or whether they'd be kind of you know holding back to see how it all shakes out because it mm. is it is significantly later in the year than a lot of the other things that have cancelled at this point true yeah it's also bigger than those other things like gdc and i mean gdc is the only other big one that i can think of that cancelled in terms of game stuff and oh, that's some, some, uh, game stuff yeah some other things some nvidia fucking thing i think right. got cancelled as well but uh, they yeah, were like just things. about to happen and right. so i of course they were the first ones to get cancelled but e3 is big and maybe you're right maybe it's like there's a few people there who are like oh fuck thank god but mm, yeah, I wouldn't mm. be surprised. Like, when is it? So, because it's mid June, so Coachella cancelled mm-hmm. uh, yesterday or today. Yeah, um, huge music festival in Los Angeles. But that's oh, that's uh, um, that's early April. That's start of April. So that's Dark like Mofo. you know less than a month out. Dark, Dark Mofo, Mofo in Australia. In, in Australia. Uh, that's I in May. South yeah. by Southwest. Also, I believe. Yes. South by Southwest cancelled. Yeah. That's soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah. I like. Game football matches are being played in front of no one in the UK. I'm pretty sure, or maybe yeah. that's in yeah. Italy, or it's it's all it going to happen yeah. in most places. It seems like, and probably for good reason. Like, I don't think there's some alarmist shit going on with this of like people buying toilet paper and whatever. Like, fuck off. But yeah. also, there are proper public health and safety things that are being done that should be done. So nothing important is being lost. All this stuff can happen without it. No one right. is in trouble. No, like, and not even in a Forget like basic survival needs. No one other than maybe the ESA is harmed by this at all. Sony and Microsoft mm. and Nintendo and everyone will be fine with business as usual should it just not happen. For any uh, for any international listeners, look up the um, the statement by the guy who runs Dark Mofo. Uh, um, it's like an arts festival down in Tasmania every year. I think he's the guy that owns the gallery that it kind of all takes yes. place at. Yeah, anyway, I believe it is. Yeah. He did you read it? He put this, it's like this incredibly no. transparent, like, I'm, I'm being a bit hysterical, but like, here's what would happen to, if people came and then someone got sick, then that damage to my business and then it never, it probably would never be able to happen again. It's God. just, it's just literally one dude who's just fired out of Facebook status and hasn't, you know, hasn't like... Mm. gone back over it to make it kind of like PR lingo or anything. Like right. it says this guy absolutely shooting from the hip about his just personal thoughts about it and not oh, you yeah. know, not speaking on behalf of like a big brand or anything like that. It's a it's a good read if yeah, yeah look it up. I'm reading a there's a Guardian overseas. article about it. It's got some uh, extracts of the yeah, the quotes. It'll murder an already massacred tourism in Hobart, which is a shame. Um <laughs> yeah. he's got no choice to do it, he feels like um, the the government's already on the hook for a couple of million dollars. Obviously, the Tasmanian government puts in for this festival. But he says, yeah, the lead line is, if I ran Dark Mofo and nobody came, I'd lose $5 million or more. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's like, if I, if I don't can it and something happens, then it couldn't recover. Mm. But as it is, I can come back next year. And even though that's been... He, and he's like, I don't think anything would happen, but I can't. 
roll that dice. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah, um, most people would be fine as well. I'm very, I want to be clear about the fact that, you know, I don't, we're not being, I'm sure there are people who are like, oh, it's just the flu, whatever. And like, yes, for the majority of people, but the point is the same as with vaccines and stuff, where if you get it and are fine, you might transmit it to someone who's not. That's, yeah, that's the yes. problem. Yeah, so, children yeah. and the elderly, uh, you know, and people with respiratory illnesses that are already things, uh, yeah, they're super vulnerable and that's, that's who gets affected by it, by the people who aren't washing their hands when they leave the fucking bathroom. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's not carried in your piss, so it doesn't really matter. Like, <laughs> It's carried in your hands. It's carried in your breath and shit. You're done anyway. Like all the, all the hand sanitizer and people buying up shit, like it's not super helpful. That hand yeah. sanitizer stuff as well, it kills most of the germs, but then the ones it doesn't only get stronger. It's like, you know, when like the Russian bad guy shoots down a whole bunch of Americans and then one American survives and he's just a little kid, but then he grows up to be an action hero and yes. then he kills the, the Russian guy, played by the same actor, but with aged makeup on now. <laughs> yeah, doing I'm that, aware of gems. that. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're all aware of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm assuming that that's a movie somewhere. Is but, it Top uh, yeah, Gun? It, it sounds like Top Gun. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Every, like... I can't remember an equivalent thing. There have been like obviously other things like SARS and Ebola and whatever and all the ones it gets compared to. But mm. this is the first one that's come along since our media and general um, yeah. fear landscape has been the way that it is. Yeah, And it feels weird and creepy. And I think that people aren't being over the top by cancelling stuff that doesn't need to happen. No, I mean, the it's country of Italy I've has been... closed its wow, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, who, it, who's, it, who wants to go first? Italy has closed you its borders. Ben. It's completely on lockdown. Like, f- hundreds of people have died in Italy. And it's bizarre because it started in China, which I think, yeah, lends credence to we should be extremely careful because it spreads like a motherfucker. And mm. yes, yeah. this I, I really do feel like this is unprecedented. I, I'm not one to get sort of um, hyperbolic or um, over the top about stuff like this. And yeah, it, it feels pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. Well, as someone who's about to be doing in two weeks time, a show in a large arts festival in this city, it mm. really does feel like, all right, what's, What's fucking happening here? Like, I've just literally been sitting mm. here all day mm. with my email open, just think, just waiting for the email to be like, all right, it's off. Like, it truly yeah. does feel like that could be 24 hours down the line because it's each day there's – they in Victoria, they upped the emergency level mm-hmm. to today. Yeah. You know, a few more cases and it's like, all right, well, it's not slowing. Like, at what point – because that's the, that's the thing too and to sort of tie it back into E3 and the world of video games. Like, I'm sure that with a lot of this stuff, the – there's like big discussions with the companies like insurance people mm-hmm. and, and all that manner of stuff of like, all right, well, E3 is far enough away that who knows, it probably would be fine. But if it's not, if we pull the pin now, we'd get covered for a bunch of it. If we leave it, we might not. Mm. You know, I'm sure right. those are a lot of conversations that are happening. So it, it really is hard to know, like, especially just being a participant in something and not fully being privy to those conversations. It's like, should I not worry about working on this material? <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's, at uh, some it's point. the other thing, the external thing is if our government decides to up the, I think the, the, you know, the threat level or whatever again, then the government 
has the ability to ban mass gatherings or at least yeah. provide a strong yeah sort of uh, d- disincentive to do so. And if that happens, then the festival doesn't have a choice. It's just it's that's when we take to the streets and start doing underground comedy in a steel mill, Ben. (laughs) That's when we start miming (laughs) on the street corner. (laughs) That's yeah. I think that's how mime was invented. It was you know when the Black Plague was spreading through Europe. uh, Yeah, the comedy festivals took to the streets. It carries on people's breath. So as long as you don't talk, you're fine. Everyone, (laughs) as long as nobody talks and nobody laughs then you're perfect, which is where the art of physical <laughs> theatre comes in. <laughs> I um, guess podcasting right, I guess will that's become enough. really important. Yeah. <laughs> become. It already is. Please. <laughs> this, is, this is an incredible medium. Uh, yeah, it's really weird. And like for some reason, I, I feel a bit silly in both directions. Like I want to take it seriously enough, but I don't want to be crazy over the top. Mm. And I'm sure there are people going very far in both ways. And it's just... Trying to find that middle ground of going like, hey, let's make sure nobody who's vulnerable gets sick. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, me going to the doctor tomorrow, if it was purely like if I wasn't, if I had the option of just lying low and staying in the house for, you know, four days or however long it takes, mm. I'd just do that. 14, I'd just be like, what? Well, pardon? I think it's like two weeks, which is crazy long. Well, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I probably wouldn't be too fussed about it, but it's like the fact that I hypothetically have to be out in the world over the weekend. It's mm. like, well, I, you know, I'm pretty good at just pushing on if I'm unwell, but, you know, it's, it's, yeah. And like, if I went away for the weekend and <laughs> got, got back and found out I'd had it and then it's yeah. like, oh my God, I got to contact yeah. all these people. Like, yeah. like doing the, like doing the STD ring around. <laughs> like, that is what I've been <laughs> thinking about the most. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, Calling up Subway. Hey, who was working in there <laughs> lunchtime? Yeah, uh, I think I, I on might Saturday. have given you the coronavirus, and I might have given you chlamydia. So just get both. <laughs> yeah, <of those>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get the whole thing tested. Yeah. Well, um, well, I'm, yeah. The sorry. world will be fine, and everyone will be okay, and everything's all fine. But hey, better. Here's a phrase I just came up with. It's mm. better to be safe than to be sorry about giving someone chlamydia. Which is why I right. wear a condom. Right. Do you get that? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good phrase. Yeah. Thank you. I mm. invented it, and the idea of condoms. I've made them as well. I still make mine out oh, of you, pig's guts. Yeah. You make your own. <laughs> right. Yeah. That is very safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I do is I put a whole pig on my dick and then use that, and then that's how it works. Did they used to be made out of pig's guts, or am I thinking of footballs? Uh, no, I think you're right. I think, like, yeah, I think it's the same thing. The same stretchy uh, <coughs> medium. Uh, maybe yeah. that's what, um, maybe that's what, uh, what's his name? Is it, is it David Cameron? Maybe that's what he was trying to do. Oh, yeah. Invent a new oh. form of condom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the pig's gut is safe, imagine how safe the mouse mouth must be. <laughs> <laughs> a perfect posh British oh, accent. Oh, yeah. Is the phrase better yep. to be safe than sorry? As in, like, better to be safe than. and then say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put a whole bunch of high-vis on and then apologise. Yeah. No, nah, it's, a, it's a than. Okay. Just um, to clarify. Yeah, so fuck E3. It, it can go away either way, but it doesn't need to happen if it's going to put anyone at risk. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Easy choice. Um, Moving on, speaking of... Uh I, I don't know. I'm I'm not 
I'm not up to it. I'm not I'm up to the task that of you. you took I'm not the up to the task of segue. putting together a. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> I was about to say, speaking about video games, because we got off the topic for so long yes. that I truly forgot what this podcast is meant to be about. <laughs> Tommy, I don't want to. I don't want to freak you out, but I'm looking up a list of coronavirus symptoms, and it says here that poor podcasting is actually one of the main <laughs> symptoms. So. I've heard I'm it sorry to say this, but we've all come down multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reggie Reggie Fizeme, ex uh, Nintendo America president, has mm. joined the board of GameStop, which seems seems like an odd uh, seems like an odd position. Mm. Totally, because retail is dying. Didn't yes. he used right. to be a retail diet guy? He was like a Nike or Adidas guy before Nintendo. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, so yeah, ma- right. he, I didn't he, know that. I think he has a background in retail stuff. And I'm assuming right. board of directors thing sounds like it would be a pretty hands-off role, right? Yeah, probably. Like yeah, he- is, Ga- is GameStop a good store? I, I've it's never EB. been able to work out if people in America mm. like it. They, they it's EB? A l- yeah, they had Electronics Boutique as well, but I believe that GameStop over there is the same company that owns EB over here. Oh, right, literally ah, the same okay. company. So on on Reggie, he um he re- previously had roles with Pizza Hut, Guinness, Panda Express, Procter and Gamble, which is I think like a yeah a retail consumer goods company. But the the end of the statement about him joining GameStop says. We are pleased to welcome Reggie and a couple other people to the board. They are highly qualified and bring significant, relevant experience to our turnaround. So, <laughs> turnaround That's indicates right. they're going poorly. I, d- I have no idea, but it it, it must be a, a consultant type role, then I guess, right? It's it's kind know. of I don't. It seems like the sort of thing that almost I'm surprised that it's allowed. Like you have mm. to think that there's still stuff on the boil in at Nintendo that would have been being worked on while he was there that he would know about. So mm. it's kind of oh. like a weird position to then be on the board of a retailer. Like you must think there's someone in there going like, "Come on, man, give us the give us the scoop." Like what's you know what's happening this year? Or at the very least, he's gonna be maybe expediting you know uh, the 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 flood of Nintendo products into these stores. Like is that? I mean, or he, maybe he'll come in towards and, Nintendo. He'll come into yeah. one of the shops and be like, "Hey guys, you see that uh, that big shelf of Nintendo Switch games over there? Make it a little smaller. You can probably shorten that one for a while." Ooh. I don't reckon there's a whole bunch of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you have room for one game? Yeah, cool. Put Animal <laughs> Crossing there. We'll uh, <laughs> move the rest of the store around a little bit. <laughs> I, I think yeah, it's. I um, think he's got on. He's been brought on on board the board to do what he did at Nintendo, which is to be a friendly face, to give them a good, good image, point. to do a couple of press yeah. conferences, to make people like this company again. Uh, that would be my guess. Have That's some, why I'd hire him. Have some memes made about him. People <laughs> yeah. love doing that. Yeah, but that would be so yeah. weird though, because he's so associated with another brand that, mm. like, you know, if you we've all done like auditions for ads and stuff. Mm. They make you go like, hey, have you been in any other app for the last two years? Because they don't want to use your face if you're also associated with another product. I'd right. imagine that's how you'd have to treat Reggie here because, uh, yeah, it, it and board of directors, by impression of that, having never been anywhere near the top of any company in my life, except for that one <laughs> roof that I tried to jump off of. 
like <laughs> you can't <laughs> assume that that's a, a an in-depth role, right? That's that sounds pretty sidelinesy to me for some reason. I mean, you uh, executive producer strategy. type of shit. You, you, well, I don't think you're making too many day-to-day decisions. Yeah, executive no. producer is very hands-on. I, 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 I think your your strategy, like your your the board, your um, do our company's goals align with our company's budget, like that sort of thing. I believe. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's more. It is more high level for sure, as in like, not you know high level as in the top, as in uh, yeah ha- hands off. But overall strategy stuff, I, I guess that's why he's sure. There. It does I mean, seem like a strange move to go from a, being at a big company that makes the games to being at a to being on the board at a store that sells the games. I like, guess the fact that I, his yeah, his exit yeah. from Nintendo was very much him going, "Hey, I'm retiring" as well makes me yeah. think that this can't be that that heavy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he'd be doing pl- heaps of like I think I've seen a few tweets here and there of him popping up doing like corporate doing uh, like speeches at universities and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah. yeah. You'd have to think he'd be pretty busy just doing that kind of stuff. But This is probably his victory lap. It's like, I mean, I'm sure he's already got a nest egg, but this is, you know, it's a nice little thing to, yeah, pop into the boardroom, you know, once every quarter and spend most of his time, yeah, probably doing commencement speeches at, uh, yeah. at uh, Ivy League <laughs> universities. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, fellas, in the last couple of weeks, I've been playing a little game. By the name of Bioshock, what do you two little cunnies think about that? <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, it's a good game. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for okay, it. Pretend, <laughs> pretend that it's the first time you've heard that information, please. Uh, okay. Wow. Uh, what oh, the we fuck go. is Bioshock? <laughs> there we go. Holy <laughs> shit! Uh, yeah. Um, so you you played the first one in its entirety, didn't you, Thomas? Yes, I. You tipped me off that it was on uh, that it was the game on PS Plus mm. for that month, which I'd let my subscription lapse, so I resubscribed to get the. Sorry, not just that game, the, um, the collection, collection that yep. has, yeah, Bioshock One and Two and uh, Bioshock Infinite. Mm. Uh, yeah, I burned through it really quickly. I, yeah, I was surprised by how quickly I finished it. I really, really enjoyed it. I. It doesn't feel. It doesn't really. Sh- show its age too much mm. I don't think having not played it before I guess it probably shows its age most in its pacing which I think is a good thing like it's very mm. it's very snappy like you really are just straight in there you know no long no drawn out cutscene introduction mm. no big tutorial like you pretty it kind of reminded me a bit in pacing of something like Doom where you're just straight in there having a good time you know, not having to wade through too much stuff before you get going. Um, and so, yeah, I think that kind of caught me off guard. Like, I kind of sat down to just be like, oh, I've got a little bit of time. I'll just get the introductory bit done. And then before I knew it, I was, yeah, hours in and um, making actual progress in the in the game pretty deeply. But, yeah, I I um, I loved it. It's heaps of fun. Yeah. Is it a – it's a – it's is it an all timer for the two of you, or it's more infinite that you're into? 
Um, um, it's definitely more Infinite for me, uh, but that is also the first Bioshock game I ever played. I played Infinite, I just saw the trailer, I was sort of pretty tapped into games at that point in time and was, yeah, was I think this was close to a, a day one purchase for me. I, not Maybe not literally, but like I was hanging out mm-hmm. for Infinite, having not played any of the previous games. Um, but the first one, I, I also love. It's, yeah, if, if Infinite's a 10 out of 10, the first one's a, a 9.5 out of 10, it's... It is a very impressive uh, work of art. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it at the time, but it's been pushing 15 years for me now, I guess. Like, I played it at the time, and then it's today. So it's good to hear that it kind (laughs) of holds up with this um, re-release. Yeah, I mean, it's there's you know there's little parts of the graphics here and there, obviously, but it doesn't. It honestly doesn't. I, I kind of kept forgetting how old it is. Like, mm. I didn't feel like I was having to really give it too many concessions of like, oh, yeah, this is a bit, this is a bit dodgy, but it's it's of the time. Like, um, it's, more, you know, more just like the odd UI thing. And like mm. the, you know, when you go from area to area, there's like a big loading screen, which feels like something that's very much of its, t- like just that kind of lack of seamlessness sure, between areas sure. takes a little while, but, you know, whatever. Um yeah, I thought the world is like very, very convincing. Um, so well thought out and mm. well realized. Yeah, I, 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 when I was coming up to the end, I, th- I kind of felt like this must be like a dummy ending, and then there's going to be more after. Like because right. I felt like I just had gone through it so quickly. I guess I think um, you did. Like I think you went through it much qu- more quickly than I. I did when I played it, which I think, I th- think was when the collection came out. If not, like not a lot earlier. Um, certainly, mm-hmm. yeah, nowhere close to its its um its actual release. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I um, I guess it's a game that stood on its merits as yeah, like a really well thought out world and story and experience, rather than something that had to be padded out by heaps of fights and justify you know the price tag with a um, thirty-hour campaign, like it, it came out yeah. at, at a time when it's like, hey, this is a authorial, you know, a piece of piece of art with a, a clear purpose and vision, and it's uh, it's also really really fun to play. <laughs> and it just I think was able to yeah. stand on that. I think I just kind of liked the simplicity of the gameplay. I mean, there's sort of you've got your abilities and stuff, but it doesn't get too lost in like skill tree and upgradey mm. kind of stuff. Like you just yeah, you just you just in it and you're just shooting around and it's yeah, it's it's fun. It's there's bits of it that are a little fetch questy, I guess, but it didn't really bother me too much. I do remember it being um, a lot more about that that atmosphere rather than the actual gameplay, which I think my thing with it is that the shooting was pretty straightforward and it felt good and like very chunky, but also mm. like wasn't really uh um too difficult at any point and was mm. only really there in service of like creating this like intense mood of like there's these wild people down there these absolute wild cats who live down in <laughs> rapture they are an absolute riot <laughs> like the the mood of it and the atmosphere and the way that it uh brought that all very well out to you in in the first person setting was really cool at the time so it's good to hear that it still holds up mm. yeah yeah, I also like that you're not, you know, you're not fucking around with character creation. Like, I don't know, it being free of a lot of things that tend to frustrate me a little bit that have become so commonplace right. in the last 
whatever you'd say, seven years or so maybe. Mm. Um, just all of that stuff kind of not being in there. You just straight in. Uh, I really enjoyed. And so it's, then I. It's funny that sorry? that is that that the because I remember at the time being I was a big fan of System Shock two, right and. Mm. Bioshock was a lot more sort of arcadey, like you're describing, than the System Shock games were, which were all about that, like, very, um, you know, thinky, deus exy type of shooting mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, and like, having lots of little things that you've got to move around in an inventory and stuff. And Bioshock was a big difference where it was a lot more focused on zipping you through this roller coaster underwater. Yeah, it was about meeting yeah. these characters in this incredibly strange situation and coming to grips with... More, yeah, what happened in the world and feeling like you are in the world. and yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a couple it. little... F- there's a couple little things of, like, the radio that you've got that people are communicating mm-hmm. with you via. Um, I ended up having to put subtitles on pretty quickly because frequently you're in this, like, insane gunfight and, you know, someone's talking at you and it's like, I'm not catching any of the dialogue because there's just so much, you know, noise going on on the screen at the time. Mm-hmm. Um which, but you know, whatever. So then, I think you guys both said to perhaps not worry as much about number two. Yeah. Uh, so I jumped straight into Infinite as soon as I finished Bioshock One, and mm. uh, yeah, pr- still pretty early on in that, but um, really enjoying it, and also to go from one to that, which is what essentially de facto number three, like seeing the passing of time and the way they're now putting you into the story and all the technical stuff that they're now doing differently is really um, impressive and interesting. The gap cool. between I'm The gap between Bioshock 1 and Bioshock Infinite is less than the gap between Bioshock Infinite and now. Feel old yet? <laughs> like that, that, that span of time, that's how old Infinite is. And yeah, to see fuck. that much of a change from then to Infinite and from memory Infinite still probably seeming relatively modern... Mm. I don't know. Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Do you feel like that seems as though it could have come out within the last couple of years, or does it show its age a bit? Uh it weirdly enough, it almost shows its age a little bit more than Bioshock One. Right. Yeah. I, I was gonna say I, I'm. I was very. I was glad to hear that there were aspects of it that you know on your your first uh, experience were like fresh or you know technologically superior because I feel like. Uh, Infinite and One are incredibly similar in a lot of ways, in a lot of technical ways, a lot of mechanical ways. Um, I think the only real differences for a lot of people were the story and the setting. Yeah. Sure. Well, but I mean, I feel like Infinite is trying to do... Well, it is trying to do a bit more than One. Like, I think it's doing a few more things that were perhaps newer at the time. Mm-hmm. And one just feels like it's not trying to do as much, so it doesn't. Uh, yeah, for that reason, it doesn't feel as dated. Right, it doesn't. Whereas overreach. Infinite's like, oh, this is kind of the beginning of this kind of stuff coming through, and mm-hmm. t- yeah, I don't know, but still enjoying it a lot. Yeah, cool. Well, speaking of um, older games with a fresh coat of paint, I played a little bit of a game that is a remake of a 22-year-old game that was first released eight years ago or more, and came out last week. It's called Black Mesa. Oh! It's uh, a remake of Half-Life 1 that was made Mm. by fans. 
It got started being made in 2005 because mm-hmm. uh, Half-Life 2 came out with something called Half-Life Source, which was the original Half-Life game, mm-hmm. uh, but just poured it into the Source engine. And it wasn't as much of a remake as people thought it was going to be. So then these people decided, hey, let's do a full-on remake of Half-Life 1. They've been working on it for years and years and years, released most of it back in, I'm pretty sure it was 2012. Right. Uh, it was everything up until like sort of the last maybe quarter-ish fifth of the game, which is this chapter in like an alien planet called Zen. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, we'll release that bit later on because when the original Half-Life came out, that was kind of a sledged part of the game. People didn't like it as much. It was a lot of jumping around and it just didn't feel as good as the rest of the game. So they've spent that span of time between then and now remaking that part and they've released the whole thing as like a finished, here you go, out of early access game as of last week. And it's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's a so lot of preamble it's, it's, for a good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really weird. It's a, long, it's a long fucking development time for a good too. Like the game feels really weird because it's a remake of such an old game that mm. also is being remade in such an old engine at this point. Yeah. That the whole thing feels like this weird, out-of-time, bizarre thing. And they got Valve's blessing for it at some point, and this is like an official kind of remake of Half-Life 1, essentially. Mm. And it is really good. Like, if you've never played the first Half-Life, this is a totally fine way to go through that first game if you feel like it. Um, As far as remakes go, I, I think it's as good as you'd want you know they they take everything about the first one and they throw it out if it sucks and they change it if it needs it and they add little bits extra to sort of make it more in line with what half-life 2 then did to the story of half-life 1 retroactively is is this Um, and is this stuff that they did in that first 2012 release or is this stuff that's been honed over the eight years so it has been honed and some bug fixes and stuff like that but i played it back in 2012 and a lot of it is from that. So the Zen part right at the end mm. is is the new bit. And it is very much improved from the first game. It's more of like an open area than the first one was and has like sort of an exploration element to it, which is really cool. And it's a nice change of pace from like the mm. pretty straightforward 90s corridor type shooting that you're doing the rest of the time. Um, and, and And it's cool. It's not that long. And it's not... I don't quite understand what the difficulty was with the amount of time it took to make that first bit versus the second bit. Yeah, right. I mean, I guess it was technically about seven years for each one, so I sure, half and half, pretty much. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's decent. It's a remake, so the same opinion I have of remakes stands with this, where ultimately it's a pointless thing in in a lot of ways. But it's... um. It's it's a nice coat of paint for a very good game, and yeah, if you've not played the first one, maybe this is a little easier to uh, approach. If is you this, uh, is this free? No, so this one is. I have no idea now, but it was probably about twenty dollars back in twenty twelve when I bought it. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's probably hovering around there somewhere still, and those Half Life games were free. So if you didn't mm. pick them up, I think they're back to being paid for now. But um, right. yeah, if if you just got them, that first Half Life is still fine to play through if you aren't um, thrown off by older graphics. But it's good, and like I, you know, it's it's a group of essentially fans making this thing, 
as kind of a passion project that did officially become sanctioned or whatever, but I, I, I don't believe they were given too much money by Valve or anything like that. So right. it's it's cool what they've done. Um, but I guess just the fact that I played through that original Half-Life a fair few times means that this, of course, isn't going to be some crazy like, whoa, look at what they've done. It's like nice little improvements that you would do if you were tightening up that original Half-Life, but it's in no way like a full ground up let's try again like sort of the resident evil 2 remake or, or things like that where they kind of go right let's take the same template and and make it for a modern era they very much are remaking half-life one with right. with settings ratcheted up essentially yeah but I, it, it, so it this, is decent for that i i believe this is i've played this i played it in 2012 i i feel like that would have been the time in my life where I had just gone through like ages of not having any money and right. suddenly had a full-time job, bought a computer and like downloaded everything. And I feel yeah. like, I mean, I, I know this for sure. Black Mesa is the only version of Half-Life 1 I've played. I definitely played sure. this when it came out. Like I rem- I'm remembering like the on a rail section and all this stuff. I'm looking to yep. get some, some screenshots now. And yeah, this, I've played this, uh, I don't uh, have any <laughs> inclination to go back and finish it now that it's all been released. No, and there was a free version back then as well, I believe. Um, and at some point, it switched over to being paid for. Yeah, I reckon um, I downloaded this and like three other, um, you know, big, uh, uh, full game length Half Life mods, and and just never played the original yeah. Half Life. Yeah, yeah, and and this is a fine substitute for the original, really, because it it is staying very very faithful to it. Hmm. Um, that first section that you would have played in the original too, if anyone played that original is wondering, oh, do I come back for Zen? If you don't have that original save and having to go through all of the first bit again, like it's cool seeing that game again. I wanted to do it anyway because I'm looking forward to playing um, Alex, hmm. but it's it's a lot to go through to get to the new content. Maybe there's some way to right. skip it and I didn't really look for it, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally cool, but I think people will have their own personal taste as to whether this uh, suits them as like a first time playing Half-Life or if it's worth it to them to replay Half-Life as this. Mm. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing, I can say what I want here. None of you can fucking get me because we're all in separate rooms. I can just fucking, I can tell it how it is. This is why Alex Jones is so crazy. I'm coming over. (laughs) No, no, don't. I'm afraid now. Um, One other thing I played a bit of quickly, if you want to hear it. Mm, Yeah. Hey, be quick Uh, about it. All right. So uh, I I played the add-on to Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which is called... uh, Ah, fuck. What's it called? Warzone? I was was talking pretty quick there. Warzone. Yeah. I'm, Um, I'm looking it up. Yeah, so it's a, it's their battle royale. royale oh Jesus! Here comes, Are you sure you're not sick? Here comes the COVID baby. Um, it's a battle royale mode that mm-hmm. got leaked that it was coming to this game a fair while ago, right? But um, they just officially announced it and released it very recently. It is distributed as an update patch if you own the game, or if you don't own the game, you can op- you can download it for free. It's mm-hmm. like 100 fucking gigabytes, but you can download yeah. it for free if you want. Wow. Um, and it includes two modes. It's like the standard uh, Battle Royale, except it's forced team-based Battle Royale, which is not my preference at all and did turn me off of this a little bit. Teams of you have three? To, teams of three, like Apex Legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. 
It's doing a couple of interesting things with that genre. It's got an idea where, like, if you die, you're put into this gulag where you and other dead players have one-on-one fights and whoever wins that gets to respawn, which is, oh. like... It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of a fun, intense thing it's, because often with those like, sort um, of games... It's like Exile Island from Survivor. Sure. It might <laughs> be like that. Yeah, because you get voted <laughs> off and you go to yeah. Exile Island and then the next person gets voted off, they go to Exile Island and then you have a challenge and whoever wins, I believe, gets to go back. Man. So, Adam, that- can you kick Ben off the call? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Exile Island, motherfucker. Survivor uh, is the gra- is the greatest game of all. I mean, surely we can talk true. about Survivor on a podcast. If Survivor about games. is if Survivor is the greatest game of all, does that make Survivor All Stars the greatest greatest game of all? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I guess it does. Um, uh, it, chess is pretty. It, good. Yeah, it is a cool little extra thing because uh, sometimes in these games you will just get sniped from a distance, and you're like, "Well, that's fucking twenty minutes of walking around that." Is a waste But with this You get like a little Intense flash of a chance To You've just Both got the same revolver And you're trying to Get each other first And it's actually pretty cool And I do like that about it Yeah Um, The forced team thing Just really isn't for me though It's so Uncommon In my experience To end up with a team You work well I just don't want to do it Mm. Especially with that type of game that uh, the thing I enjoyed about PUBG so much was the solo nature of it. Yeah, the tension of being by yourself and fighting it out, surviving to the end. Exactly. Mm. Um, so this is cool, and it's it's very interesting that they've released it as a free game, separate to its inclusion in the main paid for game. Mm. I wonder if they've done it because it does give them a huge excuse to throw a bunch of paid to uh, you know battle passes and subscriptiony things and expensive little fucking mm. items into a full price game and people can't really complain about it then because like it is technically a free game separately right so i guess this is technically a new game rather than even being an expansion or a patch or whatever well, but it's um fucking 100 yeah. gig so yeah yeah pretty pretty standard version of this sort of thing that is a relatively commonplace game mode now but uh it's not terrible it doesn't seem like it'll switch anyone over to this one if they're Set on one of the others, but right. Right. I probably said the same thing about Apex Legends at the time. So who knows how the fuck <laughs> the winds will move? <laughs> uh, just before we wrap it up for this week, I played a tiny bit because it's only just come out today. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> Ori and the Wheel of the Wisps, um, the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest mm-hmm. on Xbox. It's on the Xbox Game Pass uh, day one. God, you gotta love it. You really gotta love it. <laughs> it's pretty it's fucking great. cool, um, isn't it? It's awesome. So yeah. fucking cool. Just convenient. Just great. Just so good. It's um, like when the Irishman like having... dropped on Netflix. Yeah. 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 I guess it is like a digital release. <laughs> 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 but you know, it's it's uh, the premiere of a game that's available yeah, to- no, right now on your thing. You're totally right. How how long is Ori? Um, pardon? Is Ori way too fucking long as well? <laughs> Does it have a depressing ending? Yeah. <laughs> How's his face look? Um, I'm really, uh, I'm really enjoying it. Its face looks beautiful, actually. Um, oh. <laughs> the I played a bit of the Blind Forest. Uh, got pretty into it, but I think I I played it like the 
um, the evening that I got the Xbox originally. So I was kind of a bit overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that was on the Game Pass. I was kind of like dipping into a bunch of other things at the same time. Um, but yeah, this is um, more of the same. Looks looks incredible. It's got that real kind of Hollow Knight sort mm-hmm. of feel to it. But if the design was by like a Disney or a Pixar, it's incredibly beautiful environments. Like the lighting and the wind effects and everything. It just looks great. Um, and then, yeah, from digging into a couple of reviews this afternoon, it seems like a, a lot of quality of life improvements and kind of expands on everything that was good about the gameplay of the Blind Forest and, um, and uh, yeah, just it just makes it better. Um, yeah, if you've got an Xbox and you've got the Game Pass and you're like a platformer, um, yeah, these two games are must must plays, in my Ooh. humble opinion. Official you Tommy Dasolo must play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, should I go in on Blind Forest or should I just download Will of the Wisp and get stuck right into that one? Yeah, it doesn't... It 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 sort of... It, yeah, I reckon just start on Will of the Wisps. Mm. It doesn't relate back to the first one in any ways that are going to be too confused. Like, it's a pretty yeah. self-contained story. Like, yeah, it's sweet. very simplistic in nature in terms of everything that's going on. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to spending uh, more time with it this week. Uh, I, I spent very little time with it today, just kind of got past the little introductory bit. Um, but, yeah, it looks incredible, sounds incredible, orke- beautiful orchestral soundtrack. Um, yeah. So I'm probably looking forward. more updated thoughts next week. Yeah, looking yep. forward to hearing more about it next week when we're all hopefully in the same room. Yes, yeah. hopefully. I, I'm Fingers definitely crossed. going in on it. It sounds it sounds really fun, and I'm yeah I'm loving that the fact that it's on Game Pass. Mm. Uh, I'll da- da- yeah I'll literally download it after we uh, finish recording. Great. Well, uh, let's wrap it up for another week. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Head to filthycasuals.com.au and uh, you can find the links to all of our socials, the Patreon, where if you subscribe, you can get a bonus episode every week, the uh, YouTube channel where we've got our Let's Plays, and I think that's just about it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals, Stay healthy, everybody. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) (laughs) My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.